Hello, and welcome to the Outlier Podcast, the podcast for everyone who is interested in building better homes. My name is Anthony, and I am the founder and lead designer of Outlier, and I'm passionate about creating beautiful and high-performing homes. I sit down regularly to chat with industry experts to help educate Australians about the potential of creating healthy, comfortable, and energy-efficient homes. Whether you are looking to build your forever home, renovate your existing house, or simply eager to learn more, tune in every month wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you join us on this journey. I have been very fortunate with the journey of this podcast to chat with many experts and knowledgeable people. As new people come to the podcast every week, we want to take all the highlights and helpful information from previous discussions to provide them to you to assist you with your own high-performance home journey. Hello, Erica. Hi. <laughs> so can you start off by telling our listeners uh, who you are and a little bit about what you do? I've been an ESD consultant for quite a long time. I studied architecture originally, but I have pretty much went into consulting um, since I graduated. Um, I realised the other day I've been doing house energy ratings for about 20 years, so nearly fell over when I figured that out. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but, yeah. yeah, my focus has probably been on residential work in consulting, um, a lot of house energy ratings for private clients but also for some um, government projects and um, academic studies and things like that as well. Um, and then, yeah, veering more into academia now, so doing some sustainable housing research. I'm trying to finish my PhD um, hopefully later this year looking at um, volume-built housing and energy efficiency and how that sort of fits into their, into their business model. In terms of the NCC, there's been some recent um, changes, some recent major changes from moving from six-star to seven-star. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you think this means for um, design in general um, and for different styles of housing, like the, the detached house in, you know, versus the sort of inner city sort of tied to sites with far more constraints? Yeah, for sure. I think it's going to be a really big um, emphasis on design and orientation. I think that's going to finally come back to the fore. I think although, you know, experts have been saying that's the sort of important first step for a yeah. long time, from five to six star industry kind of managed to get, you know, get there just by specking up their buildings a bit, going to waffle slabs, things like that maybe a few little tweaks to design, but I think from six to seven is going to be really um, bring back the design emphasis and orientation is going to be huge, um, which means I think it's going to be really different for different types of houses. So so class one versus class two apartments and yeah. obviously that makes sense. Apartments can probably do it unless you've got a terrible, I don't know, fully glazed southwest apartment or something. It's not that hard for them to perform higher because they're well protected by their mm. neighbouring dwellings and yeah. things. Um Class one is there's a bit of a mixed bag there as well in terms of, you know, if you've got good orientation, you've got big blocks, you can get really good passive solid design. Um, it shouldn't be that hard to get to seven, but I think there's going to be a lot of different housing examples where that sort of textbook classic passive design doesn't doesn't necessarily work so well if you've got really overshadowed blocks or yeah. lots of poor orientation or some of the new estates where the lots are little and the setbacks are small and you've got big neighbours around you. I think mm -hmm. some of those... Um, homes might have a real real challenge with some of that. So 
in talking with some, like a, a particular representative of a volume building um, company, they were sort of like to the point where like, we just know that certain designs that we have now just won't work on that site with that orientation and it's not something that we can offer to um, potential customers. Props to them as well that they're already doing this research and they're mm. having these assessments already done on all of their designs. They're well ahead of what's about to come. <clears throat> your thesis for your PhD is entitled... <laughs> oh gosh, I'm not sure if I can spill out the title very well. But, um, it's it's using a theory called energy cultures, but basically it's um, looking at volume home builders, looking at energy efficiency um, in an Australian context, um, but not so much about the performance of the homes and the numbers and things. More about how do they incorporate it into their business model and their thinking. So how do they understand energy efficiency? How do they communicate it to each other or to their customers? Um, how do they end up implementing that into their their projects? And I guess really trying to the motivation for the research was um, I'd spent a lot of time, I guess, in energy rating land, looking at sort of nice little architectural homes and renovations and things, but realizing that this stuff is just happening in the rest of the yeah. <laughs> the rest of the suburbs and the rest of outside of my little bubble. Um, so wanting to understand that a bit better. And there's a lot of research about. Um, I guess from the government end, like policy and regulations and what the what the settings should be and there's a lot of stuff about consumers and trying to educate them but there seemed to be a bit of a hole in terms of, you know, just talking to the builders more about it um, and how, yeah, how... how I'm, I'm going to be honest here and say I probably came from, you know, training in architecture and sustainability and being a bit of, you know, surrounded by boffins and being a little bit of a snob about sort of mass housing um, and thinking that it was just all about the money and they didn't maybe care that much. But um, when you dig into it, you realise they they care about it more than you would think and that it's just a really complicated network that they're trying to trying to work in. Mm. Um, and, I'm yeah, Seven Star's going to be, yeah. Seven Star's yeah. going to be, be big and some of them were pretty, you know, keen but scared. <laughs> yeah. um, they, they, they cared about it and they had tried much more than I had expected them to. Mm -hmm. um, and I really sort of got a bit more insight into um, I think from an academic sort of boffin perspective, there's a lot of conversation around, you know, regulation is the minimum, people should want to go beyond that. We naturally just think we should be doing better. But, yeah, there's, there can be – you can be a bit, I think, blind to the way other people understand certain yeah. things. So the regulation conversations we had were really interesting, like – um, yeah, I think there's a lot of looking down at that industry in terms of they mostly just meet minimum regulation and you have to pay extra if you've got to change anything and go beyond that. Um, but they really are, like they are a compliance model and they actually take that bit really seriously, most of them. Um, they also see, you know, other parts of the construction code we don't talk about you should absolutely necessarily go above and beyond the minimums. It's kind of like that's an acceptable, safe standard of construction and a lot of them had that view about energy efficiency too. They're like, well, it's been going up and up over time and government sets the regulations and the minimum. That should be a good standard. We build to that standard. We can't just go extra for everybody because it will make them too expensive. So, yeah. you know, I have a lot more empathy for that that position now than I used to. Another big topic was around um, skills and education and whether they'd been served well enough by being trained well enough to be able to meet these standards in future and also just the, yeah, the huge network that they rely on, like all the trades, all the subbies, uh, all the external consultants and suppliers. Sometimes they were getting, you know, they're trying hard to research something but they're getting mixed messages about what the right thing is to yeah. whatever it is, solar or insulation or something. Um, 
they were pretty – the people I spoke to were pretty alert to their the limitations of their knowledge and they were a bit fearful about how that would play out if these expectations came, you know. when I Keep in mind when I spoke to most of them it was pre-COVID. That's okay. how slow some yeah. of this stuff has yeah. been. Good disclaimer. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it was 2019 for most of the interviews and NCC 2022 was like in consultation and sort of vaguely, yeah. you know, around and they were wondering what was going to happen. Now we know more definitely what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, they were they were pretty alert to the fact that they. It doesn't matter whether they just completely believed it and wanted to do it. They they rely on a lot of other people to help that happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. What would uh, your thoughts be around say like what the potential cost implications are going to be for them or for in general um, with the new NCC? I think a lot of them are going through their designs now and trialing them on other orientations and understanding what will and won't work in certain circumstances and how to, you know, maybe retiring some of them or saying they're orientation specific or something. Um, it's sort of easy to say uh, it's more cost effective to sort of make those changes in the design phase, but there's a bit involved in that for them when they've got, you know, if you're a bespoke builder or designer and you're just doing that on one project at a time, maybe that's quite easy. But if you've got this huge catalogue of homes and you've got to figure that out, um, I guess there's cost implications for design too. But definitely if they can get design and orientation working better, there should be less imposition for just up-specking everything. But there's going to be some homes where that's hard. Um, Another example of cost that I had, and it kind of speaks to um, I guess that bigger network that they sit in, is things like subdivision and installation of services and driveways and all that stuff that's happened before maybe their clients buy the block. Yeah. Um, even if the builder knows and the client knows um, what they're looking for and trying to get the design in the right orientation, some of them have been stung with costs for, you know, the driveway's in the wrong place and the garage is on the wrong side and if they want to flip the house, they're up for, you know, thousands of dollars to move the service connections and yeah. move the driveway and, some you know, in some of the... Some markets that knocks people out from doing that. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of, I guess, unforeseen costs as well. I'm not trying to say seven star is only expensive. I don't think it, it should be, but I think there's a lot of potential implications for, mm. you know, what might happen <laughs> with <Yeah>. certain, <laughs> certain lots or certain projects. Were there any discussions um, during that interview process for yourself, for your research, where there were, I, I guess there was a repeat theme? Like were there things that they were expressing that were just – very consistent. Minimum compliance came up a lot. Just mm. I think I had a different attitude to it and I realised along the way that's really how they approach it. They're like we're minimum compliance with optional extras. We yeah. can't impose that on everybody because we need to make these homes as widely appealing and affordable as we can. Mm. Yeah. So they were trying to have packages and upgrades and things that they could offer to people if they were interested. <laughs> One of them was was really clear about, you know, she personally she was interested in it, she believed in it, but she's like I'm not pushing it on people if they're not coming and asking and aren't, aren't that interested. I'm not going to put them off for sale. She's like, I'm there to sell homes, not energy. And it's like, that's fair enough. It's like yeah. that is not your primary job. Your mm, job is mm, yeah. you guys are in housing development, you sell houses. It got described as unsexy by a few people. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, they're in the business of selling oh, stone bench say. tops and all this really visible, <laughs> shiny, fancy yeah. stuff. And energy efficiency is a bit of a weird fit in that in that scene, you know. Oh yeah, it's not There's... on the block or <laughs> the normal grand designs. It's um, it's not very easy to film. Oh, a lot of connection to solar because they could see solar, and that was like a tangible thing. Mm. You know, people could speak about it and see it on their house and know that it was doing something good. But and that is exactly where a lot of the discussions around energy efficiency went to with some of the volume builders we were talking mm. with. 
is is it visible? Can we showcase it? Um, they were talking about like as opposed to say having nicer window, high performance windows or something like that, but having like a visible ground source um, heat pump. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, totally, in my opinion, not required in our climate here with the ground temperatures when you could be putting it towards your glazing. But anyway, thank you for listening to the Outlier podcast. You can find helpful links and contact information regarding this episode in our show notes and on our website, outlierstudio.com.au forward slash podcast. If you like our show, please leave a review and make sure you subscribe to never miss a new episode. If you have further questions for us or would want to share some additional feedback, please feel free to DM us on Instagram or Facebook. Until next time on the Outlier Podcast.